listening to the Rainmaking Podcast. Hosted by high-stakes headhunter, author, and professional speaker, Scott Love. This is the Rainmaking Podcast, and my name's Scott Love, your host. Thank you for joining me today. One thing I want to bring to your attention is that we're over 70 episodes on this show. This is something that I launched early on in the crisis. I thought it would be a good idea to put some content out there just to help people get through this crisis and learn how to sell and do business development effectively. I also thought it might be a good idea for me to provide a way that I can keep in touch with law firm partners for my recruiting practice without being spammy and annoying, because yeah, I can be annoying at times, and giving something that people want regardless of moving, and that's getting more clients. I've been fortunate to have met some fantastic and amazing people in this journey, and I don't have any intentions of dropping this at all. In fact, I'm going to be ramping it up. I might start getting back into blogging on business development, so look for that announcement in January. But let me get to the topic of our show. One person I've been lucky to meet through this endeavor is Eric Fletcher. If there's one word that I can think of to describe Eric, it's the word of wisdom. He brings a lot of deep wisdom from the perspective of business development to you today. His background has been in advertising and media. Then he got into business development and sales. He works with leadership teams as well as individual professional service providers and the creation of frameworks for marketing and sales strategies that align with values, mission, and instigate measurable organic growth. He's a speaker, he's an author, he's a smart person, and I think he's gonna give you some great ideas and some wisdom in our interview today. And the topic is called The Alternative to Mass Marketing Communications. Thanks for listening. If you've got a minute, go to Apple Podcasts. Give us a nice five-star review. If you could be specific, maybe there was a show that you got something out of. Mention that guest that I had on the show. I think that person would really appreciate that. And I would also. Thank you for doing that. And now here's Eric Fletcher. Hey, this is Scott Love. Thanks for joining me on the Rainmaking Podcast. I've got a fellow Texan with me today. I grew up in Texas, so it's always nice to have Texans on the show. I've got Eric Fletcher joining me. And today we're talking about the alternative to mass marketing communications. Eric, thanks for joining me on the show today. Scott, it's a pleasure to be here. I'm a huge fan of the podcast and really look forward to the conversation today. Yeah, thank you so much. That means a lot to me, especially coming from someone like you that's done the things that you've done in the world of marketing, especially in the legal world, which is definitely a pressure cooker. And there's a lot of changes going on. And the one thing that every law firm, I think, does pretty well is mass marketing communications. But I think a lot of those people that are practitioners, that are partners in firms, and those in the business of getting business, they kind of depend too much on that instead of alternatives. So let's talk about alternative to mass marketing communications. And first start with the definition. When you say mass marketing communications, what does that mean exactly? With your permission, Scott, I'll go back even a half a step further and say the difference between marketing and business development, especially in the professional service space, marketing is about creating visibility, mm-hmm. about deepening brand awareness, brand building brand equity. Mm-hmm. It can instigate conversations Uh, There's a lot of things that marketing can do, and it is definitely a link. It's linked to business development. But business development, when I talk about it, I'm talking really about, in some 
circles, this is a nasty word, but sales, right? Oh my, oh my, there it is. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, sorry. No, we're going to have to put the explicit mark on this podcast. Thanks. Thanks a lot, Eric. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry about that. But that is, so marketing creates the visibility and builds bridges. And uh, if it's really done well, facilitates conversations that put the professional service provider, lawyers, accountants, uh, consultants next to or face-to-face with people who are interested in buying their service, who need right. and are interested in buying their services. So now when I talk about this today's topic, this idea of mass communications or mass marketing, this is law firm, business law firms especially, are kind of victim to the siren song of reaching the masses. Right. We grew up in, I mean, you know, geez, if we could just create an Apple spot for our law firm, right? Yeah. Uh, wouldn't that Super solve? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and if, if you're old enough to remember uh, the name Brobeck, you know that a Super Bowl ad's not necessarily the be-all end-all. <laughs> <laughs> so the idea that if we can just get our name out there to enough people that we can do pretty much what professional service providers have done for decades, and by the way, the strategy served very well, and that is uh, react to opportunities. Mm-hmm. Wait for opportunities to present themselves, do good work, treat your clients really well, provide outstanding service, win matters for them, and they'll return. The challenge today, of course, is, is that A, the marketplace is much more crowded than it's ever been before. It's much more competitive. And good work is sort of table stakes, right, Scott? I mean, you know that. It is expected that you bring great work to the table. So the strategy that relies on reacting to opportunities that present themselves is really, in essence, that's waiting for people to beat a path to your door. And we both probably, my guess is we both probably know a lot of professional service providers who are really struggling because that's where they are today. I tell the story frequently of one of my first moments in a law firm. I'd come out of consulting, the consulting environment, went to work in a law firm and was asking a lawyer, a very accomplished lawyer, he'd built a successful practice, was asking him to describe who his next ideal target was, thinking that, let me get a target profile and I'll really be able to to help him. And he looked at me and, and just said, Eric, my next ideal targets, the next person that walks through my door or calls me on my phone and needs a corporate lawyer. And he really could not describe who his next target was. He was in the right place at the right time for years and was able to just respond. Years later, Steve, his name was Steve. Steve dealt with the reality that his contacts were beginning to change. The fruits of reacting were not near as productive as they've been. And and he had to face the challenge of of developing some, some business. So the difference between mass business development efforts, mass communication, and the other end of the spectrum, which is proactive, the difference is being able to identify targets and being able to intentionally pursue business for strategic reasons. That was a really long-winded answer. Well, that's good. And (laughs) and there's probably about three or four business lessons that I gleaned out of that. And I like the way you created this tangible kinesthetic description of marketing, building bridges, conversations, puts you next to or in front of those people you want to talk to. 
I like that. Brand equity that has real substance, that has real merit and weight. But then I also, when you talked about your friend, where's your next, who's your next client? You get kind of a shrug. And that's what I get from a lot of partners I talk to. I think most people, and at any time, especially when I talk to a litigator, if it's on the corporate side, it might be more turnkey, more repeat. A litigator, well, where's your business coming from? I don't know, but I always do X dollars a year. That's just kind of how it's been the last X number of years. So are you saying then that professional service providers can be more proactive in really getting that next client without having to cold call their way to prospects? Absolutely. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. so, so tell me about this. Now. So now I want to know more. Now I know, yeah. want to know more. Tell me about that. Yeah. So let me take the definition of terms theme into this answer and say, when we talk about target, when I talk to Steve about his ideal client, mm-hmm. what I was thinking is, so tell me about the, the person that hires you. Tell me about the places you get referrals from. Tell me about who you use to tap for business intelligence. When you need to know, I want to know how to connect with Scott. I need to know who to, that's what I think about. When I say, who is your who is your next target? Steve's perspective, and often the perspective that most of us have, is who will hire me? So first of all, we need to think a little bit differently about how we define targets or prospects. Okay. And I, I think there are, you could dissect it at infinity probably, but there are obviously the people that will hire you, critically right. important. Right. There are the people that know the people that will hire you and who are already embedded with them, who already have their trust, who already have their ear. Those are incredibly valuable prospects and targets, and you should know who those are. They're the people who will, uh, they may not be embedded, but they'll refer you. I will say to a lawyer friend who's looking, you know, I know Scott, you should talk to Scott because he's a good guy. He's going to be honest with you. He's not going to see that level of kind of referral. Right. I see. And then there are uh, individuals that I call, for lack of a better term, uh, coaches. These are people that oftentimes they're kind of forgotten. They It may be an administrative assistant. It may be someone who used to be employed at a target uh, company, but they have inside information. They can tell you, that person can tell me, listen, if you want to talk to Scott, you need to know that he's got family in Austin right? and he's got ties to Texas and that, so they can get, just give me a little bit of competitive intelligence. So, and so you can go down that road, obviously. Right. And so any, anybody else that we should define then in our world that we want to get to know, we have people, number one, you mentioned people who hire you, Mm-hmm. Number two, people that know those who know those who can hire you. And number three, the coaches, people that yeah. you gave examples for. Anybody else that we need to kind of keep top of mind? Yeah, and this won't be, this is not rocket science to anyone who, again, is is trying to build business. But obviously, uh, decision makers, board members for a company that you wish to do work for, association groups, industry association groups, uh, the leaders of those associations, bloggers podcasters, media reps who cover the legal space, if we're talking about lawyers, that list can go on and on. In fact, you will want to identify for every target you create, you'll want to build, sorry for the consultant speak, a relationship map. Right. And this is just who is connected to this person and how. It might be a former secretary. It might be a, you know, a cousin. I mean, who? it can go on forever, Scott. 
Does that make sense? It does. So, so let me ask you this. We got those first three people who hire mm-hmm. you, people that know those who can hire you and then coaches. And then this fourth category, you group the association group leaders, decision maker, board members, bloggers, podcasters. These are people, I guess, what would we call them? Influencers? Is that how we would categorize them? Influencers. I'll add one to your first three. I'll sneak the label of referral sources in there. Okay. I tend to think of them as a little bit differently. There's the embedded person. There's other people who know, and that might be this bigger group board members, that kind of arena. And then there are specific referral sources. I know that Scott will give me a good referral uh, with Joe and then the influencers. I like, I like that, uh, that way of labeling. Okay, good, good. And so what I'm getting from you, Eric, is that if I'm a professional, regardless of whether they're a lawyer, an accountant, headhunter, management consultant, they're going to have to sit down and think about this. They're going to have to spend time in the war room, in the planning room, <laughs> and really put this on paper and actually put some thought into this. You can't get away from this. You you have to you have to do this, right? And it's uh, everybody, every professional service provider I know loves to create a business development plan, mm. or maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> they really. But two things: one, it's not rocket science. It is. Right for lack of a better term, a process of connecting dots and doing so in a strategic way, but it has to be done. If it's not done, then you're lacking the intentional push and you do end up sitting where my friend Steve sat. Look, I just trust my phone's going to ring. Yeah. Yeah. I like to be in control. I like to know what's going to happen next and when and what the next step is. And so I think this would give a professional some control and and that feeling of that, that you're in control of building something. I'll never forget this. I had a happy hour with a white collar partner in uh, Washington several years ago. And I told him, I said, listen, my client isn't interested because you don't have a book of business. And we talked about that. He was with an AMLA 100 firm and just never had thought. I don't know how he got to that point of knowing that he has to go out and build it. And I was surprised. I told him, this is what I think you should do. And much of it was what you talked about, but I like the way that you build this into a systematic process And I liked one other thing, and I wanted to get your thoughts on this, Eric. What do you mean by relationship map? And give us some examples of that. What does that mean exactly? And how can somebody that's hearing you start working on that with some of these suggestions that you've given? Yeah, so I'll stick with the uh, example of Scott Love as a target of mine. I want to do business with, with Scott. I know Scott, and we're acquainted. But I don't know him well, so I want to know who else is connected, who else has a line. Think about it. I'm just mapping a mm-hmm. process of, of relationships up to Scott. Mm-hmm. And so that, can, that could include any number of people. It, it would include other guests you've had on the podcast. Right. I want to talk to them and talk to them about their experience. It will include lawyers that you've placed in your, in your uh, professional business. I want to talk to them and get their their experiences. I want to learn as much as I can about. So does that is that helpful? Yeah, it, it is. It, it's not a there's not a great cookie cutter. And many times this is the problem with lawyers. I think of it as brainstorming. Yeah. The word mapping comes from consultant speak, but that's really what it is. To get a get in a room with a whiteboard mm-hmm. and put Scott's name up at the top. And now who do I know? that fits on this whiteboard that so somehow this, is connected to Scott. 
So when, when you worked in house in law firms and when mm-hmm. with your own practice currently, is this what you would do with your partners? Yeah, and you know, with mar- in house with marginal success, I have to say, <laughs> again, it's it's not rocket science, and it is a bit tedious. But successful, every successful rainmaker that I know does some kind of relationship mapping. Some people, it's just intuitive to them, right? right? But the people who to whom it is not intuitive, they do some type of, of relationship mapping. There's one other word that, if it's okay, Scott, I'll introduce to sure. the mix. And that is the idea that what you really need is allies in your business oh, wow. development ever. You don't need more prospects. You need more allies. Because out of the right group of allies, new prospects will emerge. And allies are people that have a common, we have a shared mission. We both want to serve the same market, ideally. We both want to serve them in with the same set of values. Right. And I'm happy to be your ally in the pursuit of that market that we share. And that kind of relationship, that there are, again, no cookie cutter, but there are a number of ways that that kind of relationship, that's what I think of when I talk to lawyers today about a pipeline, building a pipeline, I talk about build a pipeline of allies. That's what you need. That's what creates robust, productive networks. Does that resonate at all? That does. And so when you say pipeline, what does that mean exactly? Yeah, another great consultant word that um, I apologize for using. (laughs) But think about the classic definition of, again, I'm down here in uh, oil country. So pipeline means uh, something that pushes uh, the oil from one place to another or, or the, you know, whatever the, whatever the energy for, source is from one place to another. So I think if I have a, another term that may help connect a little bit better than pipeline does is network. Right. Um, a network that's full of people who are connected, like Scott, like you, who mm-hmm. are connected to the audience that I want to reach, that kind of network, that's really what networking's about, right? Right. That's right. That's right. There are two things that are really attractive about this approach. If if I can ever stumble through it well enough to articulate it for, for my clients, <laughs> it is, number one, it, it doesn't ask you to be a sales guy. Yeah. Right. You don't have to be a salesperson. Number two, it doesn't ask you to be any to market or sell anything you don't believe in. Doesn't ask you to impose on your personal relationships in a way that it asks you to find people with whom you share a common goal and figure out ways to serve serve your market. You're absolutely right. I think that does take the pressure off of a professional Mm -hmm. where it's not a pipeline of prospects, it's a pipeline of allies. Mm -hmm. And that's the one thing I've seen, especially in dealing with lawyers, is that there is that reluctance to be a closer, closer, closer. And you don't want to, you don't want to be that person. You want to put yourself on the path of those people that when they have a need, they think of you and they call you and they choose to buy from you because you are in the business of sales. You are selling a service. It's a highly sophisticated service to a sophisticated prospect. And I think by having that pipeline of allies, that takes the pressure off. And tell me this then, Eric, give me an example. You don't have to mention names, of course, but tell me someone that you've worked with 
where they didn't even understand this concept. They worked with you and now they've got a full funnel. They've got a full pipeline of business from this pipeline of allies. Tell me about that a little bit, please. Yes. So I think the one that maybe the cleanest example is an estate planning lawyer who works with high net worth individuals. That's her target market. That's who she needs to reach. Well, there are a number of barriers to, if you think you have problems identifying a target, just be a high net worth individual and, or have that as a target. There are a number of barriers to reaching that target. So she began to do this relationship mapping, this ally mapping uh, exercise and started thinking, okay, who's already connected? Who has the ear and more to the point, Scott, who already has the trust That's right. of the, my target market? Well, they're CPAs. They're in on every decision. They're estate planning lawyers or um, they're um, uh, financial planning professionals already have their ears. And they're often maybe a bank trust officer, knows a lot about them, already has their ear. You get the idea. So she began to offer her services to CPA firms absolute as a service. Let me come in and show you X, Y, and Z that are tools that you can really use with high net worth individuals. She began to do that, began to develop a reputation in uh, CPA and community, in the financial planning community, and eventually became the person that, you know, you need to call Peggy because if you're talking to Rick, you need to call Peggy because Peggy knows a couple of strategies that could right. really be helpful to them. And so is that helpful? That's great, That's- Eric. That's a great story. So tell us this then, if we were to take what you've shared with us and synthesize it into three action steps, what would those be to the listener? What would you recommend they get started? Step number one, two, and three. Yeah. So number one, see if you can create a profile of your ideal target and think broadly about that target. It's not just the person that will hire you, right? So that this may be about industry. It may be about a personal affinity. Uh, I could tell you a story about a friend, a lawyer friend who loved golf and built a practice by targeting real estate uh, developers who worked only on golf courses. Nice, <laughs> so, very good. So, so, so you, <laughs> so profile your target. Right. Then, right. then begin number two. Begin to build a relationship map of everyone you can identify. And this is a brainstorming session. This is, you don't get it done in an hour, probably. You don't get it done in one sitting. This is something that lives on your desk. You pull it out in the morning and and you want to map every individual you can think of that's connected to your target. And then number three, see if you can, for between now and I'd just say the end of the first quarter of 2022, put down on paper six action steps that you will take to move through that relationship map up to the person at the top and define what success would be. Don't have unrealistic expectations. Don't expect that you're going to close a matter in in a matter of 90 to 100 days, but define what success would be. It might be having an audience with the person who sits right next to Scott and will really tell me what Scott's looking for. That's great, Eric. You've given us some great ideas. Tell us about your services. What would you like for the people listening to know about what you can do for them and some of your other offerings? Boy, I appreciate the opportunity, Scott. And we do three things, basically. We begin with the communication end of things because often that's that's the most tangible. It's what you're wrestling with today. It's what you have questions about today. So 
we take a look at communication strategy in the context of this highly targeted, very intentional approach to reaching a market. Then the second thing is we do uh, strategic planning. Mm -hmm. Uh, Really, we we do a workshop that I almost don't, I hesitate to say this, I'll whisper it. I almost don't believe in strategic plans. I believe in a strategic framework. Right. And a framework lives and breathes and move changes as it needs to. So we have a workshop where we help firms create strategic plans. And then finally, uh, we do uh, business development, planning, training, coaching, and all, all that is business development. That's great, Eric. Well, thank you so much for being here today. We're going to put your links to your website and your LinkedIn information and your email on the show notes. So anybody that's listening to Eric, make sure you check that out. Eric, you've given us some great ideas. We're definitely going to have you back on the show as a guest in the future. Thanks so much for being here with us today. Really appreciate it. Thanks for all that you do. And uh, I look forward to the next time. Thank you for listening to the Rainmaking Podcast. For more information about our recruiting services for international law firms, visit our website at attorneysearchgroup.com. To inquire about having Scott speak at your next convention, conference, sales meeting, or executive retreat, visit therainmakingpodcast.com.